We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, 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 like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously, a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends, and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me, Miles, tell you. <laughs> Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Beck Howard, and we're Gorgeous co-host, Alex J. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And if you would like to support us, you can subscribe to our Gold Class feed on Apple, Spotify or Patreon for exclusive weekly content for just $7 e-dues a month. Links are in the show notes. This week we've got a huge Gold Class oh coming out. Right. God. We're going to be talking things Golden Globes yes, over we, there. We did everything everywhere all at once last week. Mm. And then the Golden Globes happened this week. I mean, we, that was an accident, but fuck me. What a happy accident was. <laughs> what a was. happy timing accident that was. So we're going to talk everything there, a bunch of what have you watched mm-hmm. and such. So head on over if you want to hear all about that. Yeah, but how are you, my love? I'm good. Look, still um, very emotionally damaged from yesterday watching the Golden Globes. Yeah, okay. Not like upset, but just like it took a lot of my heart and my soul. I was because I didn't realize now that we've been doing this podcast for nearly four years. Yeah, the Golden Globes, these award ceremonies, didn't mean shit to me. Never, never cared. I was just like, oh, what's Ricky Gervais said this year? Okay, cool. Yeah, that was my entire engagement with the Golden Globes this podcast yeah me too just clips online yeah. you yeah. know and now I'm like listening to all these words I'm like I know all these people oh my God. I know all these. I've seen like uh, not all of these movies there's so many yeah yeah but like I'm gonna say like 25% of them amazing yeah and because you have repeat offenders of course all mm. the, the editors the directors really are like uh, Spielberg was up for one this year yeah. and like is it there's five, years old five people in Hollywood. It's crazy. <laughs> but we know them now. So, it's yeah, it's really fun actually watching yeah. watching media involving them. Very emotionally invested and yeah. I was surprised. Ooh. I was very surprised. Cool, cool, cool. So I'm recovering from that. But other than that, oh, and also I watched the fucking movie we're doing this week last night and that has... Mm. I'm furious. So you went Golden Globes and then this movie. What a roller coaster. Yeah. Just what a roller coaster of heightened emotion, excitement, extravaganza to absolute <laughs> silence, desolate desert. If I hadn't already cried <laughs> during the Golden Globes, I would have cried during this movie. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, just uh, getting into the year, starting up. I'm excited for our gold class that you mentioned, the Golden Globes, because I have watched so much fucking shit the last couple of weeks because I've been at home and it's been glorious. So that's been my life, really. It's just various documentaries and... Just consuming, baby. Consuming I love so to consume. much. I love to consume. I got my new couch finally, so... Oh, my God, it's gorgeous. That, yes, so that's what I've been sitting on whilst consuming and it's been very inviting for that purpose. Mm, Highly recommend it. She's ready to go. <laughs> Did you put it on tax? You should have put it on tax. Oh, my God, I could totally write it off on tax. Yes, you need it. You need it for this job. <laughs> but before we move on to the movie, mm. 
You have a nice people say nice things for us. I do. So I got a message on Instagram from Simon. Simon said, I've been binging your dude cinema episodes over the summer and they're for the fucking best it's the best thing to listen to after all the other shit going on you and alex are by far the funniest podcasters out there okay simon 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 i blushed simon i blushed irl so sweet thank you that's really so sweet we don't know how to take compliments i'm, sorry. I'm sweating yeah um, <laughs> we like to do this segment so we get sweaty and flustered right before talking about <laughs> A dark, dry movie. Dry, dry movie. Okay. Yeah. And that dry movie that we are reviewing today is, speaking of award ceremonies, a movie that took out a fuck ton of awards what? when it was released. Oh, yeah. We'll get into it. But it is called No Country for Old Men. I don't like any of the words in <laughs> I that title. hate it. It starts negative. <laughs> and yeah. then it starts with a country. That's – who not, cares about a country? I, it's I'm 2023. Yeah, patriotism is dead. Yeah. In any sentence that, a sentence that has country in it, Oof. unless it's a national anthem, <laughs> I get nervous. I get tense. <laughs> Including national anthems, actually. Yeah, <laughs> depending on nervous. where they're being sung. <laughs> is it at a primary school or is it in a public domain? Both have different energy. <laughs> it's very true. Okay, for okay. sure, we can, there's a joining that's, word. There's got to be a holiday in there. <laughs> It's got to be a lowercase. Yeah. <laughs> word. Uh, old. Disgusting. Sorry. <laughs> and men. I, again, I don't hate them as a whole. No, God. I don't no, hate no, them no, as a no. whole. I'm just not a fan of them as a concept. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, look, okay. there's just enough bad ones in the bunch. Sure. And a lot of... A middle section who's not doing fuck. Yeah, we don't hear from him at all. Yeah, <laughs> that brings the gender down. Yeah, okay. the law of averages. I don't know. I'm just saying these. Yeah. <laughs> Heavily oh, backtelling. Um, obviously, this doesn't include our cin- male cinemates. You no, guys are yeah. amazing. Yeah, because you guys are up to date. You know. You what's get up. it. But if you have a middle tier friend, talk to him. <laughs> So that's the movie we're reviewing today. Rebecca, what is your history with the No Country for the Old Men's? I've watched this before. You have. I remember you telling me about it. A very long time ago. And I remember it just like drying out my brain. Mm. That's how I would describe this movie is bone dry. There's not – even it's in the desert. There's no sweat. It's all (laughs) wrinkles and Dirt yeah, and dry mouths. Dry, dry, yeah, you were talking dry landscape and dry skin as well. Oh, my God. No offense, Tommy Lee Jones. I get it. You're gorgeous. I love you. You're a fantastic actor. Moisturize. Oh, he'd be, I reckon Tommy Lee Jones would be the first person to be like, yeah, I'm a dry dude. Yeah. He, <laughs> he knows. He knows who he is. I'm a dry guy. Yeah. I remember, like, just the palette is all there's no colors. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I rem- remember feeling joy just seeing when the woman came on screen because <laughs> I was like, at least there's blush in her cheeks. <laughs> just something, please. It's the 1980s, so she's probably moisturized today. Yeah. Oh, I was raised in the 80s? Yeah. And she was wearing only pastels? Yeah. <laughs> they need to do some research. <laughs> this movie's not historically accurate then. 
I remember wherever that was in America in 1980, and there was colors. Yeah. I remember. I was there. So. If Stranger Things has taught us anything. Oh, yeah. It's a colorful decade. It's a colorful decade. What was your history with this movie? Never seen it. Definitely was like, that is not for me. <laughs> All I have to look at, yeah, is title and cover. Not for me. I've never seen Javier Bardem in every anything before. Really? So I don't think so. So I have like no emotional attachment to him. So that even more just was just like, eh, I don't give a mm. shit. And then I remember <laughs> there's been, say, several times over the last four years that we've tossed around the idea of doing this movie and mm. every time we've just come to, nah, nah, nah I can't. Not ready. I don't have it in me. <laughs> It reminds me of like, oh, what was that oil movie? Yes, yes. Um, uh, uh, there, there will be blood. Yes. This has massive there will be blood vibes. Even just from the title, we were like, we can't do it again. <laughs> Can I tell you a fun fact now that we brought that up? They were actually filming at the exact same time in similar locations, this movie and there will be blood. What? When did there will be blood come out? 2008. Was Did it? it? Let me look it up. I, yeah. in my, I mean, in my mind, I was like, that came out in 1971. <laughs> because they did their research. <laughs> they just sat on it. They for made a it period appropriate. 2007. What? Mm. Oh, my God. And then No Country was 2007 as well. Two huge, the old country of American cowboys what? movies in one year. Why did we hate colour in 2007? What what was wrong with primary colours in this era? 2007 to me, I don't even remember it. Nothing, did anything really happen? It's not like a big year. So maybe it was just... Well, I turned 13, but I guess no one gives a fuck about Sorry, that. Sorry, no, you're right. Then there should fucking be colour in 2007. Thank you. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I knew it was about cowboys and I knew that it... I was expecting it to be like three and a half hours long. Mm. Then I realized it's actually only two hours. So I was like, okay, so maybe it just feels like three and a half hours And long. you were correct. Yeah. <laughs> You're a billion percent correct. Um, I didn't expect a lot of dialogue and I expected a lot of quiet mm. and staring out across the plains mm. type stuff. So that's what I was expecting for this movie. And you were goddamn right. Correct. Shall we jump in? All right, let's do it. Let me ask you something. What's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. Just call it friendo. Willin, what's in the satchel? It's a bowl of money. He's just a guy who happened to find that money. I got a bad feeling, Llewellyn. Well, it's a mess, ain't it, Sheriff? If it ain't, it'll do till the mess gets here. I'm looking for Llewellyn Moss. There are no clean getaways. Llewellyn Moss stumbles upon dead bodies, $2 million, and a hoard of heroin in a Texas desert. But methodical killer Anton Sugar comes looking for it, with local sheriff Ed Tom Bell hot on his trail. The roles of prey and predator blur as the violent pursuit of money and justice collide. So if anyone who hasn't seen 
No Countries for Old Men's, how would you describe this film? Honestly, that cleared up a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say read a synopsis halfway through mm. so mm. you can catch up because I got lost mm. and then I honestly turned it off and then watched it in two parts because I was like, I just give, I need more I need mental it. power yeah, to I come back rest. to it. I need a recharge. Yeah. I was, I was actually really proud of myself at how much I was following the storyline. <laughs> Oh, I really was because I'm like, well, I'm not enjoying it. At least I'm following it. Yeah. And then about two, uh, about halfway through, it completely lost me. And we'll talk about when that happened. But mm-hmm. I agree. If you're halfway through, if you're lost, fucking read a synopsis. Read the Wikipedia, the, yeah. the, the plot outline. It's really good. It cleared mm. up a lot of shit for me. But sorry. No, no, no. You're right. It's like it's cat and mouse but with none of the fun. Mm. Like mm. Ha- Javier Bardem is a crazy man. Mm. He's after some money. A guy called Llewellyn has it. Mm. Um, that's the only character name I remember because we don't hear a lot of Llewellyns anymore. You don't. I wonder if it was more popular like in the 80s and stuff. Definitely. Because I know there's that other movie. Might even be Coen Brothers. Oh, sorry, everyone. Um, Inside Llewellyn Davis. Is that Oscar Isaac? Sorry, we are... On such tangents, I know. Our brains are like, I don't want to think about (laughs) the movie anymore. It is. All right. There's a movie called Inside the Well and Davis, and it's a Coen Brothers movie. Fuck. And this is a Coen Brothers movie as well, right? I love that name. Yeah. I love Llewellyn. Yeah. Is one of them called Llewellyn? No. That would be a weird. That would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Llewellyn Coen. Inside Mm. me. So, yeah, that's starring Oscar Isaac. We should, that's on my list for this podcast as well, because that's a big dude movie. We've got to have at least a four week break and then we'll go back. Absolutely. (gasps) Okay. Again, I'm so sorry. Continue. Oh, I think I'm struggling because I'm like, that's honestly the best plot. Like, mm. I think they've nailed it. There's a lot of killing and blood and there's a weird air gun thing in mm. there. Yes, yes, yes. Javier Bardem is terrifying. Ugh. Anyway, it ends. Everyone dies. And what was the point? Yeah. I will never know. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's an that letterbox synopsis was pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah, basically just that it's not Kurt Russell, is it? It's um <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones? No, the other guy, Llewellyn. Uh, the main um, guy. Oh, Josh Brolin. Josh is that Brolin. Him? And I only know that because someone I told them, I mean Kieran, that I was doing this and he was like, Oh, Josh Brolin's is in that. And I was like, I could not tell you. You could put a gun to my head right now. <laughs> you could be one of those air guns. And, yeah, and you can say, head. draw Josh Brolin's now or die. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Even now, I've just spent two hours on this man. I know. I had to look him up because yeah. I spent the whole time getting him. He's now in that group of my confusion of Kurt Russell, the other guy that looks like Kurt Russell. Oh. And Josh Brolin. So the th- there's the three of them. So I'll always get them confused now. But he, I yeah. love that in the list of three, you forgot one of them know. because they look so similar. You can't remember. I'm just going to call all of them Kurt Russell. <laughs> They're all <laughs> Kurt Russells. And, uh, yeah, so he, he like, finds some money in the desert. And you're right, it's just a cat and mouse game for the whole mm. thing because it's, like, drug money and Tavia has been hired by the drug people to find him and kill him. Mm. But then all these other players come in. And, but that's essentially it. Yeah. It's all basically a lot of white men in sand, which has never been our strong suit. Oh, we've never fucked with white men in sand. <laughs> Can that be a genre on Netflix? <laughs> Do you want to see some white men roll around in sand? 
We got some movies for you. What else? Star Wars falls into that. A couple of Star oh, Wars sure. is just based in the desert. I mean, yeah, every cowboy western situation is a white man in sand. Yeah, National Treasure. Yeah. A lot of the Indiana Joneses. All of the Indiana Joneses. Oh, my God. What is it with you boys in sand? Is it because you guys feel like you can't build a sandcastle? <laughs> You can just build a sandcastle you if can. you want. You can. It's not a girl thing. It's a boy thing too. Yeah. You can build a sand tank or something if you need to masculinize it up. <laughs> um, should we start with cast? Should we just go with yes. go to cast? Yes. I need to, I need a structure to cling on to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Javier Bardem. He's so good in this. He's fucking incredible. He's so scary. So scary. So ugly. <laughs> that fucking hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because he's not an ugly dude. No. Like he's, do- he's an odd-looking dude, but he's not ugly. Mm, he's got most like strong features. Yes, yes. I had to look up a picture of him, <laughs> like on a red carpet, to soothe myself <laughs> to afterwards soothe, yeah. to be like, "That's not what he looks Is like." He okay. I think they definitely because they made him look like sicker and paler, and like yes. the haircut. You're right. Oh, that fucking haircut. That's got to be like famous now, surely, as yeah. a look like Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men because it was unsettling mm. it's like when you get a you see a bob haircut and you're like on someone cute and italian you're like that will look the same on me and then you get it and you go no i love <laughs> the idea that that's what happened to javier bardem <laughs> he saw like <laughs> naomi watts in a beautiful bob and he was like bitch i could <laughs> yeah he watched madeline and was like damn <laughs> I can do that. I love my bread. I love my butter. butter. <laughs> but most of all, I love a good barber. Healing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he was very terrifying. That scene at the start where he's, like, choking that guy out. Oh, shit. The faces he was making were so scary. He he committed really hard to that bit. Mm. He really committed. Okay, I'm now just realising after talking about Abbott, about this out loud to you and not just being in my own head, I think the performances in this movie were amazing. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. It's just the storyline and the colour palette. Yeah. That, I'm just trying to work it out. because Okay, because, as I mentioned before, this movie won every fucking Oscar. That How many awards did it win? So many, uncountable, but I can look it up. It won eight. Excuse me? It won Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Sound Design, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Editing. That is so rude that they gave it Best Sound Editing. (laughs) That is so unbelievable. Because, you know, the thing that makes this movie so painful is there's no soundtrack. There's There's no music. There's no music. It's very quiet it's so quiet so you what expertly mix the sound of the room and boots walking down a road <laughs> room noise you're good at atmos good for you oh God. so it won so many awards it it is beloved it's like got like 97 percent on rotten tomatoes or some what? shit like it is the loved and i read it a fact that more critics included No Country for Old Men on their 2007 top 10 lists than any other film. But then I have to ask, when you say more critics, obviously that probably means more male critics. Yes, because I there are definitely more male film critics than women. Yeah, yes. and there's just like, I, if, if it was equal, I can't imagine that 50% of all critics, if they were all women, would put this in their best movie of 2007. Oh, for sure. I it's, mean, maybe if, because the only other thing they were up against was There Will Be Blood. Yeah, maybe. they were like, mm, which Men in Sand movie do we pick? <laughs> 
Sorry, I just remembered another Men in Sand movie. Yes. Power of the Dog. Fuck that movie as well. I hated that movie. Did, I, did we watch that? No, because oh. we were going to. And then oh. I was like, I watched the first 30 minutes and I was like, I, ca- Absolutely I not. can't even. Okay. Some weird stuff about jerking know. off. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Please, you're so obsessed with it. <laughs> Um, okay, sorry. I'm taking us all over the no, place. No, no. I wanted to know and then I, it's made me quite upset. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I'm, oh, that's why. I have to think that like there's obviously something that hits with people with this movie. Yeah. Because of how beloved it is. And I have to think that's most – it's got to be the performances. Because mm. you've got four of – like including Woody Harrelson, four of the biggest like actors of all time dudes. Oh, yeah. Woody Harrelson's in this. Yeah. And they're all – dudes and they're all good actors like they're great performances so I think I have to think that that's what hit with people yeah more than the overall aesthetic of oh, the film oh definitely uh, what we've learned is that men aren't aesthetic people and that's okay mm-hmm. they have so many other skills yeah that's true but they can build boxes they can build stuff like they're smart they're funny they're funny funnier than women oh absolutely that's where we're gonna get started <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, and I think also what hit is because, like, I watched this with Skip mm-hmm. and there was a moment the movie went completely over my head, mm. but he was like, that's actually a really important lesson. And that's oh, a, such a mean impression are we learning, of my partner. Are we learning things from this We're movie? Learning oh, I didn't know. This movie. Oh, oh, I didn't learn any oh, lessons. No, I guarantee I you will learn nothing from this. Okay. And I would – anyway. So at the end, you know how he goes – and I'm skipping ahead, but I just need to find meaning in this mm. <laughs> to hold on. So you know the end he goes to see his dad, I think, or like that old man with the cats – Oh, Tommy Lee, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Tommy Lee goes and the guy's like, he's like, I heard you're quitting. And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, you should quit. And he's like, mm, but there's still a guy out there. And he's like, no, but quit, babe. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is verbatim, by the way, if anyone has yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, actually, no, I'll go, I'm going to do it how he did it and okay. how the conversation would have gone if it was women. He's okay. like. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I'm just like, there's still a guy out there. And, you know, what if no one catches him? And he's like, you got to let him go. You know, someone else is going to get him. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll happen. God will intercept or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's like, and they go back and forth for so long. There's so many long pauses. Mm -hmm. He looks out at the like window across the desert plain. See? Yeah. Knew that. I Mm -hmm. picked it before I even watched it. I knew that'd be a stare across the plain. (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And he's like, I don't know. It goes for so long, right? Um, so this is that conversation with women. Okay. Okay. So this is the Tommy Lee Jones. Babe, <laughs> just like, like there's all this stuff still going on at work and like there's so many things that I haven't finished and like, you know, like I should stay on a little bit longer to make sure like it's all done beforehand. I want to make sure the handover works. Like I don't yeah. want to be leaving the next sheriff in the lurch. I know. And like we haven't properly trained someone yet. So like, you know, I don't want it to like fall into other hands. Mm-hmm. And then this is the dad. Babe, literally, <laughs> it's not your job anymore. Stop treating it like your job. Okay, I feel empowered right now. <laughs> That's the conversation. That's such a better conversation. Yeah, and you're, oh my God, 
you're so right. It's not my problem anymore. But but instead, and I get that this is the time, but it was only 1980, but I guess it's the time and place. They do. They speak in cowboy speak riddles throughout the whole thing. I definitely needed subtitles on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because also as well, the fact that there's no music, somehow they still couldn't get the conversation. (laughs) Up to the top of that audio. It's crazy. It's very much like almost like mumble core. Like it is so mumbly. But that is the that's I loved that part of the performance because I'm like, mm. that is it. I did like there were elements of this movie that I really did like. Mm. And I think that's why I was keeping up with the plot line throughout the first half at least. Like, I do love the little riddle speak. Like, at one point, Tommy Lee says something like, I've been fixing to go outside kind of thing. All those little things. I love that vernacular. Yeah, there was definitely a yonder in there at some point. Exactly, And just those things, it felt really authentic and really real. Um, And so I watched this with Luke as well. This is one of his favourite movies. What? Absolutely loves it. Break up with him. I know. Well, we have. Oh, that's what I I meant to say that at the beginning. I'm so sorry, Alexia. It had to be done. He wouldn't back down. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And so I hightailed it out of there. Girl, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Because you know what? That's not your job anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I know my boundaries and this movie is my boundary. He was saying that like he's read the original book that this was on. Um, It's based on a book. It's based on a book. And I was reading that apparently this is like one of the most true to the original source material movies like ever. So for a movie based on a book, they actually don't really change much of the storyline. A lot of the actual dialogue is conversations lifted directly from the book and stuff. Okay. And so it just felt more authentic and less Mm. just like, here's cowboys doing cowboy things. It it just felt more real and like, okay, this is just how they talk. Yeah. In a regular day-to-day conversation. Okay. So I, I enjoyed that part of it. But I think that comes down to the performances as well. Like I love hearing Tommy Lee Jones talk in the cowboy accent. Yeah. I love Woody Harrelson as a cowboy. Yeah. They did pick they did cast good cowboy boys. Yeah. They, <laughs> cowboy boys. Listen, there's only like three of them in Hollywood. Eh? Yeah. That's yeah. them. And um, Austin Butler just joined the ranks. He did, didn't he? Oh yeah. he oh he'd kill a cowboy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was just thinking about how hot he is. And, um, so <laughs> I can't wait to talk about him in the uh, class. We need little holidays every now and then. We do. Even just in here. <laughs> like the word for in the title. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing it. <laughs> oh, that's my vacation from my vacation. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about this movie and it's frustrating me. Did you like it? I, that's what I, I don't know. Okay. Like, my gut instinct says no because mm-hmm. it was too quiet. I was bored. But then when I think back on it, I think I'm probably just more proud of myself that I followed <laughs> the plot line <laughs> more than anything else because these are the movies that I don't follow the fucking plot lines on because usually in these kind of movies, they don't love exposition. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're just like, you fucking figure it out, you stupid idiot. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you? I hated it. Yeah. I hated it top to bottom. Like, this is the thing. The only thing that kept me engaged was because I knew a fact about this movie beforehand was that, like, Javier Bardem's character, like, psychologists and psychoanalysts, mm. are, like, uh, when it comes to psychopaths, that's, like, the most real representation on screen. Oh, okay. Is what an actual psychopath would act like. So, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's So they're terrifying. Yeah, great. yeah, great. <laughs> so something I... I liked Javier Budem's portrayal, mm. but there was parts of it that really annoyed me and frustrated me. It was like, it's the whole like God complex 
thing that he has, which I imagine a lot of psycho serial killers have. But like the coin toss, the whole conversation with the guy in the gas station annoyed the shit out of me. Mm. He's just answering questions with questions. He's completely contradictory and hypocritical. Like at the beginning of that conversation, (laughs) focusing way too much on this, but at the beginning of that conversation, the gas station guy asked Javier, where are you from? And he's like, that's none of your business. And he's really rude about it. Mm. Literally two minutes later, he's quizzing the gas station guy on all his details, where he's from, what time Mm. he closed, all that stuff. And I just, I loved that he was psycho. And I think I would have liked a bit more of the psycho element, but maybe there was just too much dialogue from him because he just came across as like a dick. And I was just annoyed by him. Like, ugh, you think you're so funny and clever and quippy and ugh, I just... Couldn't yeah. fuck with it. I didn't, the coin toss thing was like interesting because it added yeah. like tension, mm. but I was just. Ugh. So Luke actually came in and sat down with me and watched the gas station. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I love scene. this bit. You're like, ugh. He literally, I was sitting at the top of the bed, he was sitting at the end of the bed. He turned around and he goes to me, like, How engaging was that? Oh, my. And I was just like, Babe, God. I'm sorry. I was just annoyed by that. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. I think that's definitely a male and female view of that kind of a mind game, life yeah. or death situation. I was just like, oh, get over yourself. I guess because they've like never been in a situation where it's just like, that's true. is this cunt just crazy and ruining my day? Yeah. Or is he going to kill me? Because <laughs> I've had at least seven of those conversations in my life. This year. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had one recently Mm. that was so weird. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, I shouldn't be thinking about whether I'm going to die right now or not. Oh, my God. But so um, I was in a car park wrapping Christmas presents for the Serbian children for Serbian Christmas. (laughs) If you want to hear all about Serbian Christmas, come on over to Gold Class. Mm -hmm. And so I was like wrapping presents in the boot of the car. Mm. And there's this just... Look, I don't know if they were junkies, mm-hmm. but they had the junkie accent, I will say. <laughs> so they were like, and I could hear them talking about me like very loudly. About you? Yes. Ooh, yeah. Scary. And they were saying some like s- sexual stuff, which was like, Ew. I was like, I'm wrapping children's presents. Oh my God, don't sexualize me while I'm wrapping children's Do presents. Do you not see the giant Paw Patrol truck I have in front of me? Fuck off. Choose your moment, says. And they were just like, um, and they kept like talking about whether they were going to come up and talk to me. <gasps> oh my God, bad. And it was so, and I was just like, oh my God. That's like, off. Oh, just that's leave so me scary. alone. And they went back and forth for so long. Oh. But none of it was like crazy enough that I could turn around and be like, fuck off. Hey, or like, yeah. if I was like, and then you scared to walk away because they'd be like, why are you walking away? You're like, oh, God. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I think it, it's very general, but I think if a dude was in that situation and heard that, like, he'd have a very different reaction. There wouldn't be any, like, am I going to get murdered? Mm. One, they'd probably just leave and not care about offending mm. the scary people. But as women, we've been taught to not offend scary people. Yeah. So, yeah, completely different. Mm. And I think that's exactly how yeah. how we watched that scene. Yeah. I was just more like, I wasn't scared for the guy. I was just like, ugh, Javier Badem's character, like, get 
over yourself. Just like yeah. tell him what you tell him you're gonna kill him or like kill him or don't. Yeah, pay know? for the petrol and get the fuck out. Stop with these games. You think you're so clever, yes, but you're actually quite hypocritical. It turns mm. out, but you don't want to hear that. <laughs> you won't take on feedback. I did like at the end though when. Oh, the only female character. Well, there's two female mm. characters: Tommy Lee Jones's wife and the lady by the pool. Oh, the lady by the pool. Oh, and Josh she's not. She's yeah, just no, one no, no, line. No, she's Sorry. one line. And then Josh Brolin's Mrs. I believe Kurt is Russell's. the correct term. <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Where she's like, I'm not going to call it, and he was like, mm. Literally, what are you talking about? He was like, Um, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to call it heads or tails. Like, but you have to go. Like, that's the whole thing. That's yeah. my whole jam. I like that she floored him. I liked her, actually. You know what? I think I liked moments in this movie. Mm. I didn't like the movie as a whole, mm. but there were moments in it that I liked. Mm. I think that's where, I'll, that's where I'll land on whether I liked it or not. Like that moment. Yeah. I really liked the moment with the gas station guy when he's, like, implying he's, like, this is your lucky coin now. Mm. And he doesn't say why. Because the gas station guy doesn't know that the coin toss was for life or death. Right. And he's, like, this is your lucky coin now. He's, like, why? And like, he's, that like, kind of stuff. like, literally my day. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how, um, like, it was very violent. But it, did, it never really grossed me out. Mm. And then I felt like as the more he killed, the more people he killed, as the movie progressed, we kind of saw less and less of the actual violence and it became more implied. And I really yes. liked that as a like a, a storytelling technique, I guess. Yeah. It's like the first few kills were like very horrific and jarring. And then as we go along, like, for example, when he kills Kurt Russell's wife, mm. We don't see it. He just yeah. leaves the house and checks his shoes. We don't hear a gunshot or anything. So we don't technically know if he has, but all he does is leave the house, check his shoes, and that's yeah, that indicates like, okay. to us. Like I love those I love those moments. The little like, oh, that's clever, that's good. Yeah, but it's very good at implying. Not at a not as a as a whole though. Yeah. It's showing, not telling. I like the showing, not telling. Like the chicken guy, where he's like, Can chicken. you take the chickens out the back? Yes, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Next shot. He's just he's spraying down the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah. that was the other one. So I don't know. I, I think I like that. It definitely like moments. Mm. I did not like how much dog death there was in this movie, though. There were a lot of dead dogs. Oh, yeah. And then they kept bringing up the dead dogs over and over, over again. And I'm and like, over. stop talking about the fucking dead dogs. Showing us the dead dog in various stages of decay. Decay. Uh. <laughs> Gross. And then, like the dog at the, then the dog that chases him into the river, and then he shoots it point blank in the head when it lunges oh, at him. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Back to Llewellyn's missus, and I'm saying that because he would, if he was in Australia, she would refer to her as his missus. Absolutely. Yeah. She's not a girlfriend. She's not a wife. She's, she's the missus. missus. Yeah. No, the missus. <laughs> the missus. Sorry. So at least it's a capital T. Yeah. At the beginning. <laughs> not our missus. The, the missus. missus. <laughs> When she finds out that he's died, this annoyed me so much. When she shows up and the detective walks up and he like shakes his head and she starts crying. We she cries for half a second. Mm. You see her like falling to her knees and it cuts. Yeah. And I was like, she had to film that whole scene. She filmed a whole scene, I guarantee of her being like, no! Crying. She put her heart and soul into that. Because she's like, I've had two lines this whole movie. Literally the horny bitch by the pool had more lines than her. 
I was like, the, you, she would have watched the edit and be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go fuck myself then. Sorry, did this? Jeez. Did the disc skip or something, guys? Yeah, that was definitely the audition scene as well. Yeah, that she's done it twenty times and just like you fucking pieces of shit. I bet she nailed it. I bet she nailed the fuck out of it. Oh. Okay, so that scene is where I started to get confused and I lost the plot mm. because I didn't get that Llewellyn was dead. I thought that. Yeah. Because she was the one, Tommy Lee looked at her, I was like, sorry, and then she cries. Ah. Uh, oh. And so I literally had to rewind it and watch it again thinking I'd missed something and then I hadn't missed no. anything. Turns out we just don't see Llewellyn's death scene Mm-mm. and that confused me. And then the next scene, time we see her, she's going to her mum's funeral. So I was like, wait, did the mum die mom in the died. shootout? <laughs> like, yeah, was she killed by those Spanish yeah. dudes? I've, I have no idea. I'm really confused about how that wrapped up and why the mum was dead. And, mm. But, yeah, I found it strange and I think it was on purpose that we didn't see we didn't get the satisfaction or not satisfaction, but we didn't get to see Llewellyn's death. Mm. And I felt like I felt kind of duped by that. I felt like that was a bit rude on the Cohen brothers part. Yeah. Because we've just spent two hours getting to know this guy and not being able to pick him out of the lineup. <laughs> but, you know, we've, we've become attached to his character. He's the main character it's been building and building and building this cat and mouse between Javier Bardem and him and and then all of a sudden it happens. The thing mm. that we've been worried about happening happens and we don't see it. It's mm. just, I found that really strange. Yeah, and then also how they show him at the end. I didn't know that it was him because the camera's like kind of like pointing down from his feet and you can't like fully see his face. Oh, do we actually see his body? Yeah. Oh, see, I did, yeah, I did exactly. not him. I had to, like, I asked Skip, I was like, is that him? And Skip's like, yeah, obviously. I was like, no, it's not hey, obviously. Hey, okay, we can Skip need to go watch this movie yeah. together and oh. leave us alone. <laughs> they can clap their hands yeah, they can when the title comes up. Give each other big hugs during <laughs> it. Slap their knees when oh, the they love it. coin scene comes on. They go, this one. Oh, yes. I reckon they fist bump. Sure. We need to organise play dates for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the SNL sketch Man Park from last year. Oh, my like, God. Um, I'd still – I watch that. I'm like, I'm going to say once every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a resource more than anything. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm coming across as quite negative in this episode. I didn't – towards men and I don't mean to. No, no. It's just that this is a movie again who like we get one woman yeah. really apart from the mum but mm. she, she has like two lines. Mm. We get one central female character and we barely hear from her. Mm. And like I ha- when I realised that this is 1980 and not like 1800 America because I think sometimes with these kind of stories – and fem- lack of female representation, people can be like, well, there were no females running ranches or yeah, whatever. Around. Or being hitmen or whatever. But, like, this was in 1980. Mm. Women had stories. Mm. There would have been women in this story that's not just the wife. Like, mm. it's not historically accurate to have only one female character in a, ca- a legion cast of male characters yeah. at this point. And I was just like, I don't know – it just it was boring to me. Mm. I just I feel like everything was from the male perspective. Mm. Absolutely. Like even from like how it was shot mm. to was the book written by a man? Yes. Uh, I was ready to be completely uh, flawed and be like imagine. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> but yeah, I feel like how it was shot and everything, it's all very like masculine mm. and it just like I couldn't 
there was no part of the movie that I could sympathize with mm. or really care or like fully understand or yeah. I think I need I really and I think women in particular watching movies you need something to care about and mm. someone to care for and this movie kind of didn't give you that opportunity to connect with true any of them yeah and even if you did try and connect like I tried to connect with Llewellyn's character mm. you know because you well, were kind of meant to and then again I found it quite disappointing to not have like a closure to his storyline mm. that must be a dude thing yeah but apparently the book is from Tommy Lee Jones's character's perspective completely. Oh. But they adapted it, the screenplay adapted it, so it was like equally between Javier, Brolin, and Jones. Okay. That would have, yeah, that would have made me care more. Because mm. also him and his wife seem to have like a sweet like relationship. Yeah. And I would have liked to see a bit more of that. See, moments. 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 Little moments. Loved Woody Harrelson in it, though. I of could course. watch him do anything and I would love it. For a second, I was like, was um, Matthew McConaughey in this? He could have been. He could have been. It's 2007. <laughs> but I don't think he was. Yeah. But he could have been. I think you could tell me that any um, white man was in this movie and I would believe you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, can he do a southern accent? Yeah. Absolutely. So another moment I liked was after Javier had killed Woody Harrelson and he's sitting on the phone and there's that cool shot where the blood's coming towards his boots and he just lifts his boots up onto yeah, the bed just to avoid cool. it. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I liked it. So, yeah, yeah, moments. Mm, yeah, cool little aspects, yeah, but as a whole it was like – Yeah. It was trying to – you know what? It was doing the Kubrick thing. It was trying to assault the senses. Yeah. And make you feel, like, uncomfortable. Un- uneasy. Uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yep. The whole time. Speaking of uneasy, a big issue I had with this movie is – that 66% of the main characters drank plain milk in this film. Excuse me, what? Did you not see the plain milk drinking, Rebecca? No. There was so much of it. You must have blocked it I'm out. I'm going to be honest. I was on my phone for a lot of this. <laughs> I was on my phone for a lot of this well, movie. There's no sound. <laughs> Just looking at pictures of babies. <laughs> Just to be like, oh, something soft. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the milk then. Yes. Well, when Javier breaks into Moss's caravan he grabs a bottle of milk out of the fridge and drinks it and places it down and then minutes later Tommy Lee Jones and his little sidekick turn up and realize that the milk's fresh so he drinks the milk (laughs) yucky (laughs) so yeah I mean I'm not surprised that Javier Bardem's character was a milk drinker yes psychotic Tommy Lee Jones you're meant to be the good guy (laughs) do you want to hear something devastating both Margaret Pomeranz and David Stratton gave the film five stars, making this movie the only film to receive such a rating from them in 2007. Well, now I feel like I did it wrong. I know. That's, I'm sick of you. Margaret said. Oh. You love Margaret. Okay. Maybe cause maybe if you saw it at the movies, it was different. Maybe. Maybe. It's just not for us. Yeah. But apparently it's for everyone, everyone else. Everyone else but us. <laughs> Oh, okay. Look, I am absolutely ready to stop talking about this movie and to go talk about the Golden Globes. <laughs> I'm like itching to be like, oh, come on. Um, okay, so I have some closing questions for you, Alexia. Mm. Number one, did this movie make you horny? No, it made me nothing. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? No, no, no. no Would you recommend this movie on a date? Nope. <laughs> If you want to have an argument with your date, mm. sure. <laughs> and ratings. 
How many sandy boys out of five do you give this? Uh, one and a half. <laughs> one and a half sandy boys. I cannot. I feel. So, oh, I'm so scared. I cannot believe you just gave No Country for Old Men one and a half. No, stars. that's fair enough. We're all about offering Did a different I watch the perspective. Wrong movie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I think maybe two because mm-hmm. I'm like it's again. You said moments. moments. But overall, it was yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of movies that try to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Mm. And also, I watched this at 11 p.m. at night, oh. so I was just dude. <laughs> I was just like, Absolutely let me go not. to sleep. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, that was no country for old men. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And join us next week when we watch Golden Globe winning movie. Banshees of Insurance. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> and if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod, like our Facebook page of the same name. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast in any way, shape, or form, here are some ways you can do it. Number one, you can leave us a five star review. And in your review, let us know what movie a dude has told you to see and review it for you. That's free. But if you have a little cashola, a little little bit of cha-ching, mm. head over to our gold class. We have, I think, upwards now of 150 bonus episodes. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we release new episodes every single week on there with bonus content. Also, we have merch. Mm. We've got mm. tote bags and stickers, dudecinemapod.com. Hell yeah. And finally, mm. Alexia <laughs> and our dear listener, mm. a kumite to you. And a kumite to you and yours. So sorry about this. Sorry, sorry everyone. Ciao. We tried. Oh, I'm. Ciao. Ciao.